Dave, shall we start this week by singing the praises of our wonderful club? Uh, today, Hungford were offering free jacket potato takeaways from the club tea bar and a delivery service to the surrounding villages in support of Marcus Rashford's campaign to end child poverty. That's a good thing to be involved oh, in, isn't it? Fantastic idea, isn't it? Yeah. And well done to the club for yeah. you know getting on the bandwagon and yeah. helping out. Yeah, well, it's, no one should go hungry in this day and age. That's right. I mean, it's an outstanding example of being a club at the heart of the community. So, as you say, a big well done to all those involved. Definitely. Yeah. Now, uh, let's go back to last weekend. Saw us go down to our first league defeat, three uh, two loss at Ebbsfleet. Narrow defeat, but um, frustrating on and off the pitch, Dave. Yeah, d- disappointing in the fact that we're 2 and up against 10 men. Mm. Um, before the game, you, you'd say Ebbsfleet were nailed on favourites probably to yeah. to beat us, and they're probably up the top at the end of the, be, end of the season. Yeah. But slightly disappointing, as you say, the result in the end, and also trying to watch the game. Yeah, that was frustrating. Wasn't it? I mean, the the uh, landlord at the pub, to be fair, Jim was doing his best to get us all. I think he was pulling up. his hair out as well, trying yeah. to get it sorted. Yeah, but we we missed most of the first half, didn't we? Uh, our little bubble of six there was. Uh, <laughs> well, we managed to see their goal, but we missed ours. <laughs> yeah, uh, our little group of six was um, yourself, me, Barney, uh, Windmill, and the two Gavins, Davis and Brewer. Yeah, yeah, good turn up. We had um, there's some more in there as yeah. well, wasn't there, on another yeah. table. Yeah. So we had a few um, in there. Yeah, unfortunately they couldn't watch it either. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it, it reminded me a bit of um, you know, the scene in Fools and Horses where Dell's fiddling with his mobile phone while Trigger and Boise uh, are trying to watch the the horse racing. I think you just needed a Boise type cigar to top the image off, Dave. Oh, I don't smoke, so <laughs> and you're not allowed to indoors. Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we didn't quite see the sending off incident because it was kind of off camera wasn't it but um what what did you make of that well the important thing is that the linesman saw mm, it so yeah. you know if he sees it and he gives it then it yeah. obviously must have happened not the uh feigning of an injury or mm, whatever no. the Ebbsfleet commentator or fans no yes well, well yeah we'll touch on that in, in a moment as well but um yeah I must admit I didn't think the linesman was going to um send him off that's my initial reaction I, I thought the referee was going to turn around and say no play on but um, no that was the decision that was given so um, that sending off happened just before half time and it provoked quite a fiery second half didn't it uh, we had a man advantage but the 10 men of Sleep played very well and I think you mentioned one player in particular Dave who impressed you yeah I thought their number three Taylor was outstanding to be honest um all through the game, he played really well. Mm. I mean, they do pass and move the ball, ball well. And at times in that second half, you could have thought that we were the team yeah. with the 10 men and they had the next man. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the bigger clubs will have some quality players, won't they? And, that, and that's no disrespect to our lads who have talent themselves and they're competing so well. I think, like you said, the disappointment of the result stems from being in that strong position at half-time. And I'm sure the players felt that just as much as we did in the pub. But to come away from one of the favourites in the league with a feeling of you no know, disappointment, 
It shows uh, how far we've come, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, we just need to stay a bit grounded in a way, don't we? Not I know, but expect I, to win I, every week. I hate to lose every game. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'd love to win every week, yeah. as, as most people would. Yeah, but also I think football is littered with examples of teams struggling when holding a numerical advantage. Uh, one that won't mean a great deal to you, Dave, was Hungford 1, Frome 1 a few years ago. You missed it because your son was getting married. Well, how inconsiderate getting yeah, married on a yes, Saturday. And, and I, nipped, <laughs> I nipped off between the service and the reception, so I managed to catch the game. And I remember on that occasion, Lee Smith put Hungford in front. Frome equalised when they went down to ten men. And then when they were down to nine men, we were only saved by a lick of paint on the post. I can't imagine Bobby Wilkinson would have been very happy at full time after that. Oh, no. And Exhibit B, a Sunday league game at the City Playground, the post office team, of which we were the midfield engine room against Sainsbury's. They were reduced to nine men, and we struggled to beat them 2-1. Uh, who was the uh, referee that day? Oh, that was our manager. <laughs> I wonder if that had anything to do with them being reduced to nine men. Or the fact that we probably had a couple of points before the game as well. Oh, yes, that was probably a contributing factor too. But I've got a feeling, Dave, that was the week before... Our manager tried to drop both you and me from the team. Oh, scandalous. It would have been a mutiny. But he wasn't able to because not a full team turned up. <laughs> Lots so, of hangovers. That's it. And there's a tip there for Robbo. Make sure you have a full side before you drop anyone. <laughs> but, yeah, the point I was making just before that diversion down memory lane was that if you uh, play an opposition who lose a player when they perceive it as a harsh decision, it can ignite an energy that is uh, difficult to cope with. Do you think that's true or am I making excuses? No, it's true, but I personally think we just sat back a little bit too much. Mm. I mean, we had a good go at them again once we'd, you know, conceded the goals. Yeah. And we looked like yeah. we could score, mm. you know, score again. Yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, could we have kept on yeah. pushing and attacking, trying to get a third goal and mm. see the game off? Yeah. Maybe, but yeah. you live and learn, don't you? Yeah, one, one little setback on the road, that's all. Um, I was pleased that I managed to set up the Fleet stream for Bob and his wife, uh, and it was they who first alerted me to the overly biased nature of the home commentary. Is that something you picked up on once we got coverage back? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, every foul that we did commit, oh, it's a yellow card, that mm. should be a yellow card, oh, why is he not being sent off? And every foul that they committed, oh, that's not a foul. Mm. You know, you, you need to sort of, if you're doing that sort of thing, you've got to be a little bit impartial. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of commentaries I listen to on local radio, like Radio Berkshire and Radio Solent, they do have home bias. And I mean, that's bound to be the case because it's coming from the home club's perspective. But as you say, you do have to keep a bit of balance and respect, I think. Um, he did seem to see injustices where there weren't any. He described one challenge as uh, Rudd's as an assault, and yet when Callum was almost kicked into the stand, he was accused of rolling around. So, and also, I think to accuse opponents of dragging sportsmanship down to new levels is a step too far. Maybe I'm being oversensitive. No, I mean he, as as you said, he was very critical of our mm. our team, saying that we were, you know, like a bunch of cheats, really. Mm, yeah, and. Uh, we're not, we're just yeah. getting more streetwise. Well, that's it. Everyone uh, else does it against us. Yeah, yeah, quite. I mean, yeah, not just the commentator, was it? The Epsleep fans were 
pretty truthful, rather scathing. And I think, yeah, in a way, it's a compliment. I mean, how long have we said that Hungford needs to be a bit more streetwise? You know, the term you just used. Pinching uh, a few yards down the line. Yeah, yeah. All happens. And if, you know, if we are getting under people's skin, then, yeah, perhaps that's a good thing. Or game management, as yeah, it's called. that's it. Um, it was nice to see, although not at the time because we didn't see it, but it was nice to see the highlights where Mike Jones scored his first Hungford goal since at home to Hampton in September 2016. That's a long time. Yeah, and also Luke Hopper, his first goal uh, since he returned, and his last goal for us was against Hemel away in January 2018. And it was a cool finish as well, to be fair it to was, him. It was, yeah, well, didn't see. Um, a player we haven't really mentioned before, Dave, Jordan Edwards. He only came on for a few minutes, but we both said he looked sharp. He did, didn't he? He did. I, I thought he'd be impressed in the short time he was on. And um, apparently he, he played quite well mm. the other night as well in our game against Fairford. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that went very well, didn't it? 8-1. Yeah. You can't really ask for too much more than that. No, no. Um, now, Dave, another positive for me on Saturday was the chance to grab a half-time chat with Windmill. Oh, and by the way, listen out for an eavesdropper halfway through when we mention Alan O'Brien. So I'm here at the Borough Arms watching Ebsleet v Hungford. Halftime is Ebsleet 1, Hungford 2. Had a few streaming issues. Uh, I'm here at the moment with Chris, the windmill Ryan. Chris, what we have seen so far, what have you made of it? Well, we see very little, but... Hungerford are going in 2-1 up, Ebsfleet down to 10 men. Well, yeah, we missed the two goals, unfortunately, and we saw, saw Ebsfleet's goal, OK. Yeah, it was a good finish by them, but yeah. they seem to have reacted well from going, conceding yeah. their first goal of the That's season. So. And what did you make of the uh, sending off? We didn't really see too much of that, but not because of the streaming, but because it was kind of off it was, camera. It was off the ball, with yeah. the line to give him what he's seen, just yeah. all you can ask. Yeah, and I think the Ebsfleet commentator uh, needs to kind of take a... Bit we might of reality have some lemons check. this morning. Yeah, so. I think so. Second, second on something, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, let's go back to see uh, how long you've been coming to support Hungerford. Now, I regard you, Dan, and Dave as the three musketeers who came from the post office. How how long ago was that, roughly? Uh, it must have been about five, maybe six. Yeah, years I'd, ago. I'd say five or six years. And um, do you, do you recall? maybe what your first game was? I can't remember the first home game. I remember one Saturday being bored and Dave said, well, I'll come down to Hungerford yeah. and... Yeah. You got the bug just like everyone else. And I've not stopped since. No, no, brilliant. And I know it's some of the home games, you bring your children with you as well, don't you? Does that kind of bring no, a bit of extra pleasure to it? Yeah, it's a, it's a family club, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, yeah. My daughters come at their bit older so they can go off and yeah. they go and do what they want and spend a couple of quid at the get some yeah the chips and whatever yeah, and uh, yeah. Declan he's a bit of a pain but he doesn't <laughs> seem to do he seems to enjoy messing about behind the goal with us so and I mean the, the worry is of course that Declan turns up and um, grows up and turns into a Chippenham supporter that would be oh, there's no danger of that you'd have to disown him wouldn't you yes I would and then by association we'd have to disown you no so. there's no danger of that happening <laughs> he's got his hunger for top and he still wears it it's about 10 sizes too big for him but he's still got a hunger <laughs> for top well he'll grow into it he's yeah, got, got exactly plenty that. of time hasn't he? Um, so yeah of course I know you like your, the uh, away days as well yes. I, am I right in thinking your first away day was Slough on a New Year's Day New Year's Day Alan O'Brien tore them a new one didn't they yeah, in the second half, second yeah. half um, yeah. 
Harry should have probably been sent off as well. Well, <laughs> that could be any game, though, couldn't it? Let's be honest. I'm fairly certain he went in over the top right in front of the style managers, yeah. about knee high, and yeah. only got a booking for it. But yeah, yeah I, it was I, I, I once think that happened that yeah. the bug was well and truly. Typical Harry, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and have you got any favourite away days? Um, there's been a few. Torquay, yeah. away. Yeah, or where it turns into a weekend, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. but the importance of that weekend was, didn't realise until after. Um, no. For grounds, I like Dorchester's ground. Yeah, um, yeah I like that. It's a good ground, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Bath City's a good ground. Yeah. We don't yeah. seem to play well there, no, but we, it's a no, nice ground to go to. It is a nice to. ground, yeah. Um, yeah, even Arbour Park is a nice yeah, ground. I, yeah, you're saying all, all the sort of uh, grounds I like to go to yeah, very, it's, very um, similar. It's good to yeah. go to all these different places. Yeah. Uh, and uh, why talk? Is that one that's in your memory at all? <laughs> yes, <laughs> vaguely. Okay. Um, and in your time coming to watch Homeford, are there any players that have kind of stood out for you? Um, Alan O'Brien, he yeah. stood out his pace. Um, he's yeah. brilliant. Ruz, he's, yeah. um, he's, he's a proper fan's favourite now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, they've, um, there's been quite a few, even yeah. boards and day yeah, in, the back, yeah, yeah. in the back and yeah, very strong, weren't they? Yeah, the back. yeah. and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been yeah. it's been good. Yeah, it's yeah, certainly, uh, yeah, it, yeah. Good. It's it's uh, it's a fun club to support. Oh, always something going on. And uh, what do you think Hungford can achieve this season? I've known Robbo for a few years. Yeah, he played a bit of Sunday League with me a couple of years back, just before he got the Thatcham job. So. Uh, He'll he'll want to attack, yeah, and uh, yeah. I think what we've seen so far is something a bit different to what he done at yeah, Thatcham. Right, Thatcham, his aim was to outscore the mm. opponents. This time, they see he seems to have tried to set up a yeah. He's kind of building from the back, is it? Back feels, and like, working forward, yeah. and and Reece Tyler, are you, are you pleased to see him coming back? Very pleased. Yeah. He, he was he was brilliant for yeah, us. He's a good player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. One, one of the best ones we, yeah. we signed and. He didn't abandon ship when Bobby left. No, no, no. Yeah, he was I'd, definitely. Yeah, I very much agree. Yeah, he stayed and saw the season out and went on to Wheelstone. He was good for Wheelstone. Yeah, he was good yeah. for Chippenham, and yeah, and he's, hopefully he can yeah. do the same again for us. Yeah, brilliant. And a, a couple of questions to finish off with, Chris. Now you've swapped your post round for a milk round. Yeah. Um, now I don't really do rounds. That's why we're sat outside in the pub garden during half time. <laughs> but um, yeah, what I was going to say was. Do you still sell gold top? Yes. Oh, good. I might be on the phone for some of that. And, and also, I can't finish the interview without asking, uh, name windmill. That seems to have really stuck. Are you happy with that? It could have been worse. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been called a lot worse, mainly by um, opposition, opposition goalkeepers. I remember, so, I believe it was Western yeah. in the first season. After seven minutes, the keeper conceded a penalty. And he, he wasn't very polite with his response. I think he dropped a sea bomb on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, windmill. All, all part of the fun, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Well, we'll get back inside in the warm, and let's hope we enjoy the second half and actually get to see a bit more of it. Exactly. Okay. Cheers, Chris. I can't believe he didn't ask Windmill about refereeing. 
Oh, I did, but we had to edit out that 20-minute expletive riddled rant. <laughs> uh, okay, though. now, don't mention the name just yet, but can you give us a little tease about our guest forecaster who's coming up in a few minutes? Yes, I can. He is a one-club man. Uh, he played for Essex between 78 and 93 and obviously represented England mm. as an all-rounder. Oh, well, it sounds like you've really thought outside the box this week. I have, and uh, he also... Well, I'm glad I have thought outside the box. <laughs> be a bit sweaty otherwise. Um, he was also an extra in Chariots of Fire. Oh, was he? Well, this all sounds very intriguing. Um, so, Dave, before we get uh, stuck into that then, would you like a packet of crisps? Yes, please. What have you got? Well, I've got Quavers, What's It, Skips, Hula Hoops... Frazzles, chopsticks and monster munch. Uh, no thanks, you haven't got any the ones I want. Oh, which ones are they? I can't tell you the name. Oh, all right, be like that then. Uh, oh, by the way, I meant to say, that's a new, a nice new golf jumper you've got. Uh, is it a Callaway? No. An Argyle? No. A Lyle and Scott? Incorrect. Well, which brand is it then? Well, I can't tell you the name. Oh, for goodness sake, we'll talk about something else then. So let's have a chat about uh, the FA Cup first round draw. Banbury United is still in, a side we put seven goals past in times gone by. Not the most exciting of draws for them though against Canvey Island, but a chance of progression um, shows you, doesn't it? Banbury in, Hungford nowhere to be seen again. Well, I'd say uh, I'd give my right arm to be yeah. in the first round, but I'd find writing quite difficult without my right arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day we'll get there. Um, but there are six sides from the National League South who have made it, and five of them have landed ties against league opposition. Well, good luck to them as well. Yeah, and let's see what we think of the uh, chances of upsets in the following. So we might as well start with Tunbridge. Tunbridge v Bradford City. Uh, always a chance of an upset. Um, but you'd think the league sides would have too much obviously our level mm. but you know as I say good luck to Tunbridge but yeah. I, I don't think they're causing upset there uh, no I, I don't think they would either but it's it just worth saying isn't it if we had got past three T's Truro, Taunton and Tunbridge that could have been us with some butts and coconuts yep yeah. uh, next one Eastbourne Borough v Blackpool I think that's a cracking draw for Eastbourne it is a good draw for them if only they could have fans in a bit mm, yeah I don't know, I, I know Tunbridge have been earmarked for a game on the telly, mm. so obviously they get some revenue from that. Yeah. I don't know if Eastbourne mm. have or not. I've only, only heard about the Tunbridge one. But it's a cracking draw, as you say. But again, you have to fancy Blackpool, but it's yeah. not on grass, is it? So no, no. Yeah. you never know. Yeah, I, I think I feel that Blackpool will go through in that one. Uh, next one on the list, Hampton and Richmond v Oldham. It's actually the second time in three years that they've been drawn together at this stage. Yeah, I don't think Hampton have started off the season too well, no. but one-off game against Oldham, I still fancy Oldham now, yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah. I, I, I'm very much like you. I, I think this is the one most likely so yeah. far. But again, as you correctly say, Hampton not pulling up any trees just at the moment. I don't think it would be... Uh, a big win, put it that mm. way, but then that'll come back to bite me. I expect it'd probably be 5 0 now, but <laughs> no, I still think Oldham just. Okay. Uh, next one Oxford City v Northampton. Again, that'd be a, such a good tie, especially if the uh, the fans are allowed in. Uh, Oxford City always 
seem to have good cover. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. So again, fair play to him, yeah. and I, I can see both teams scoring, mm. but Northampton maybe just edging it. Two one or three two. I think I could see Oxford City possibly doing it. They've started so well, and then we have Concord. The Beach Boys are away to Stevenage. Well, you you fancy the home team, but I'd like to see Concord go there and uh, mm. get a result, maybe win on penalties. Well, they are a great cup team at the moment, Concord, aren't yeah. they? Can't do anything wrong in cups. So, yeah, I, I think I fancy Concord to do that. I think they, they will come away with a win. What, 90 minutes or on penalties? It might be penalties, but yeah, I could see them uh, coming away victorious. And then that just leaves Haven't the Cray Paper Mills. Yeah, I don't know much about them, to be well, honest. Well, they did knock Maidenhead out. Uh, are they the higher up of the the Cray Twins? <laughs> well, it was the Cray Twins in the, the last round, wasn't it? The Cray Wanderers, isn't it? Yeah, that's one? right. Yeah. Who's the higher up in the league? I don't ladder? know. I don't know a lot about them. I must admit. <laughs> the Cray Twins are like um, <laughs> Probably haven't then, I would say. Yeah, you, you, you think so. But the fact that um, pa- the paper mills did have a, a good win last time out maybe shows it's not not a given. Uh, Dorking at home, top of the table clash, very nearly. Like us, they've had an early exit from the cup, but going great in the league. They did well last season, look even stronger this term. Um, they've acquired a couple of quality players from Havant, among them Alfie Rutherford, a very good player who I think will add a bit of flair. And so I'm going to say he's my one to watch this week. Um, do you have any memories of Dorking from last season? Well, certainly not away because I didn't, didn't go. go did <laughs> <laughs> no, I was working, didn't finish work till about 20 past two. Yeah. It was a horrendous day. Mm. But um, obviously I saw the home game. They look a good, solid outfit. Yeah. Yeah. No, no real frills, mm. but... You know they're at the top of the league yeah. at the moment by, on merit. So yeah, well I, I think tough you've, game. You've you put it very well there. I, I thought last season they looked more solid and efficient than anything else. Um, they beat us one nil on both occasions, and both times it was kind of like they bored us to death, and we weren't strong enough to wriggle out of their sleeper hold. Uh, Daphne often brings a pillow to games, and at the home game I very nearly pinched it off of her to be honest. Um, and as you say, you missed the away game. Uh, there, one of the memories for me is that we went on the team coach and the driver had a bit of a nightmare. He took the coach down the steep, windy descent to the car park. I was going to say, was he sleeping? <laughs> Only to be told that he had to go back up to the high street and park up there. Uh, and there wasn't really anywhere for him to turn. So we all disembarked and left the poor guy to it. But another thing about Dorking at home is um, they apparently bans singing that's ridiculous mm. yeah we don't like the thought of that do we uh, apparently it annoys their neighbours I imagine almost as much as finding a whacking great coach blocking the road outside their houses well maybe they've heard us sing yeah. <laughs> well they didn't hear much singing last season as I say they, they do attempt to ban it I think we had um, in your absence Dave we had one very half hearted attempt at a rendition of antiques and grannies which was as feeble as the, the match on the pitch, more like a whisper. But the home fans chanted back, your singing is shit. And I thought that was a bit rich, because if we had brought the choir with us, it probably would have been shut down. Oh, yeah. Um, it certainly won't be an easy game, will it, against Dorking, trying to bounce back from our first defeat? No, but 
it is all about bouncing back. You you know, you show character, you show fight and we know with Danny's teams they will go to the end and Yeah. You look for a positive result. You always look for positive yeah. results. Well, I mean, personally I'm I would say I'm looking for a good performance and that we stay in the game. A draw would be more than satisfactory, I think. And then we can move on to the next game, which, in all fairness, is probably the sort of fixture we need to be taking points from if we can. Is that Braintree away? I believe so, yes. Well, yeah, because I mean, Braintree are, I think, bottom mm. at the moment. And there's only one team going to be going down. So yeah. if we can get another three points gap on them, then yeah, that's right. Uh, hopefully it's not going to be us anywhere near them. No. Both of the end out. Most extraordinary way. He knew, this is the tragic thing about it. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He tried to step over the stumps and just flicked a bail with his with his right. He managed to try to do the splits over it, and unfortunately, uh, the inner part of his thigh must have just removed the bail. He just didn't quite get his leg over. Yep. Look, do stop it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he was joined by De Freitas, who um, was in for 40 minutes, a useful little partnership there. Uh, they put on 35 in 40 minutes, and then he was caught by Dujar Walsh. Um, Lawrence. Always entertaining, batting for 30, 35. 30, 35 minutes into four over the week keepers. Angus, for goodness sake, stop it. Yes, Lawrence, who had our hands played, me well. Now, before we allow this week's guest forecaster to swing into action, we'd better get last week's results over and done with. It was a good week for you, Dave. Thanks for the correct score in the Fulham v Palace game. Very late goal. Yeah, you got five points. Daphne Norwin scored two. I was completely stumped, scored a duck, and I joined Ruz in Club Zero. <laughs> so your innings total is now 31. Not myself. out. Sorry? 31 not out. 31 not out, yes. Myself and the world are locked on 22. So are you thinking about making us follow on? No, I'm going to make you suffer. Oh, a long day in the field. <laughs> okay, so we've had tea. Time for you to declare who our guest is. Well, Chris, our guest is none other than Derek... Underwood. No, our guest is none other than Derek... Randall. No, it's Pringle. Derek Pringle, as in the crisps and the bloody jumper. Crikey, how did you manage to trap Derek Pringle? Was it leg before wicket? <laughs> no, but I'll tell you how I did get him. Go on. Well, I've been reading his book, Pushing the Boundaries, mm -hmm. Cricket in the 80s. Oh. Other books are available, but um, it's a really good read, obviously, because yeah. I like that era. And yeah. Pringle, Botham, you know, all the shenanigans they got up to, yeah. as well as the cricket on the pitch. Mm. And I just tweeted him and said, oh, enjoyed reading your book and just got chatting. And oh. I thought, in for a penny, in for a pound, I'd ask him if he'd kindly do our predictions. Well, it's very, and he has. Um, very kind of Derek to take part in our little game. It'll be a test for him. It will. And uh, I also um, reminisced about Derek Pringle playing for England at Lords, me and my mates went there in nineteen ninety one to see him play the West Indies, mm -hmm. and he took five wickets in one of the innings, 
and we were sat near the MCC brigade, yeah, you know, with all their toys yeah. and that, all the posh knobs. Oh, so you're on your best behaviour then? Well, no, we weren't, because we were singing, ooh, Derek Pringle, ooh, Derek Pringle, <laughs> as he was running in, mm. and we got some very dis disconcerting looks from the uh, the members. <laughs> that is a great time, though. Good. So, I, I guess we ought to toss a call and see who bats first? No, I'm just going to go first. Go on, then. Right, first game on the, on the board this week is Sheffield United versus Man City. Okay. I have gone Sheffield United 1, Manchester City 2. Mm -hmm. And Derek has also gone Sheffield United 1, Man City 2. Oh, so he's played a straight bat there then. And I can complete the hat-trick because I've gone Sheffield United 1, Manchester City 2. Uh, to be fair to him, he says he doesn't know... Well, in his words, I know diddly squat about mm. footy. <laughs> but his guesses look pretty good to me. Well, well let's hope that one is, because it's against <laughs> yeah. Contours. Uh, next game yeah. was Newcastle versus Everton. Mm. I've gone for the same scoreline. I've gone Newcastle 1, Everton 2. Derek's gone Newcastle 0, Everton 2. Mm. And I've gone the same as you, bro. I've gone Newcastle 1, Everton 2. How was that? Not out. <laughs> and third and lastly, we have the big game, yeah. Manchester United versus Arsenal. Mm. I've gone for a one-all draw. Derek's gone for a 1-0 win to Man United. Okay. And incredibly, or not, I've gone a 1-1 draw, which means you and I have gone the same. Well, let's hope we get him all correct. Yeah. And we'll be uh, leaping ahead of the rest of the yes. world. So it really is us against the world this week, then, isn't it? It is. Um, I really would like to thank you know, Mr Pringle yeah. for taking part and being a good sport. Yeah, thank you very much, Derek. And, uh, well, we better just say bye to him. Bye. <laughs> OK, Dave, I think just before we whip the bales off, there's time to mention that we have recently acquired a listener in Singapore... I do wonder what that person was expecting to hear when they clicked on Antiques and Grannies. Maybe an elderly dating service. Well, quite possibly. Or uh, maybe it's someone wanting to listen to us uh, value old artefacts. So we like to cater for our listeners. So Dave, pass me that vase so I can examine it. What, this one that belonged to Gran? Yes, the one that belonged to Gran. Well, it's very fragile. I know. And it's exceedingly rare. I am aware of that. And very expensive. I'll oh, just pass me the bloody vase. Oops. That was your fault. No, it wasn't. <laughs>